Welcome to the Strong John Fitness Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you achieve your best body without the BS. We'll cover training, nutrition, basically everything you need for a successful fitness journey, and we'll have some fun along the way. I'm your host, John Vlahoinakos. Let's get into it. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we got a solo cast, so it's just me and a mic, and I hope you're here for it because we are talking about the 10 reasons why you aren't seeing results. Now, this is just a top 10 list, not really in any particular order, but here we are, like, as you're listening to this, it's near the end of April. So we are four months into the year. Um, You might have come hot out the gate 2022 just fired up to put in all the work to get the results this year make this year your year and here we are four months in and you're still not there and i have 10 reasons why that might be happening and it's common you're you're not i don't want to say you're not special that's not what i mean but everything on this list happens to a number of people almost everyone i work with has faced multiple things on this list and it's not easy to get away from but when you can get away from some of this stuff you're gonna see the results you want i can guarantee you that whether you work with a coach or not these 10 things are huge like there's no really other way around it they're they're instrumental in whether you get results or not so i'm not gonna keep you too long you know i don't like to make these episodes too long for you digestible quick to the point actionable. Number one, cutting carbs and or calories too drastically. Now, if you're listening to this, chances are you've tried to lose weight before, whether successfully or unsuccessfully, we can define that for, uh, another day. But chances are you went into that diet feeling like you had to cut out carbs, cut out your favorite foods, cut out other stuff. And what ends up happening is you go on a lower carb diet or you cut out processed foods, which is, you know, not a bad thing necessarily, but you go from eating heavily processed, super high calorie foods, super palatable, and you cut out a bunch of that stuff. Maybe you cut out carbs too. Maybe you cut out alcohol too. What happens when you cut out carbohydrates is you lose a lot of water weight. The thing to remember about carbs is they're literally holding water. That's, that's partially what they do, right? every gram of carb holds like two to three grams of water. So if you're cutting out hundred grams of carbs a day, which for your average person is probably closer to 200, you know, that's 200 to 300 grams per day. Now that's almost a pound a day of just water, right? Add that up over a couple of weeks. Yeah. You're going to lose a ton of weight, but it's not fat. I can promise you it's not fat weight. When, when weight is dropped drastically like that, it's not body fat because you don't gain body fat that drastically either. Something to keep in mind is, you know, when you're on a low carb diet or you cut your calories and carbs that drastically, most other aspects of life are going to suffer. You get fatigued quickly. Your performance is going to go down. If you're, if you're training consistently at the time, um, you're going to find you have less energy. You're more irritable. I can promise you, you know, nearing starving yourself is never the solution for long-term results, 
right? And you might say, John, but I feel good. Like this last two weeks, I felt amazing. But what's going to happen over the next two months, four months, six months, eight months, 12 months? Can you sustain what you're doing? And that's kind of the theme for a lot of this stuff. Can you sustain what you're doing? The answer is no. Drastically cutting your calories is not a sustainable option. So it shouldn't even enter your brain to start. And I don't want to come across as condescending or as a dick, but I just, I want you to steer clear from shit like this. The summer's approaching and usually in colder areas like where we are here in Ontario, once the sun starts coming up, people get fired up. They get super motivated and they want to do all the things to lose weight for summer. I will tell you this, do not. Do not do the things I'm listing on this list to lose weight for summer, to lose weight for the long term. It doesn't work. Because what happens when people do this for the summer is they gain it all back once the summer's over. Every single year. And every year it gets harder and harder. So if you're with me so far, number one, do not cut your carbs or calories too drastically. It will not help you long term. Second thing is you're not challenging yourself enough with your workouts. And what I mean is you're doing, you're, you're focusing on super high rep workouts, cardio based workouts, circuits, incredibly low weights, your muscles are not being stimulated whatsoever. All you're trying to do is break a sweat. And that's not what you're supposed to be after. I will tell you again, I'll tell you this. Sweating does not equal fat loss. Sweating is your body's way to cool itself down. Fat is expelled through our breath, not in our sweat. So if I ever see another t-shirt or motivational slogan that says sweat is fat crying, I'm going to lose it because <laughs> that ain't it. So if you're trying to just pump up the weights because you want to get more of a sweat, but you don't want to lift any heavier, you're approaching it in the wrong manner. For the body type that most people describe that they want, tone, muscle tone, want to look tone, you need muscle. If you're not stimulating your muscles, you cannot develop the muscle tissue that you want to have a toned or defined body. You have to use weight that's going to challenge you. You want the lean muscle tissue to grow. It needs to be stimulated. You need to progressively overload over time. You don't need to do 110 reps every single session for squats to try to make your legs burn fat. That's not how this works. Stimulate your muscle like you're trying to build muscle. Six reps, eight reps, 10 reps, 12 reps, sometimes 15, but using a weight that's challenging, that you're actually pushing yourself, getting sweat on for most people, heavy breathing, you know, not going to failure necessarily every time, but you want to push. You shouldn't be able to hold on to a comfortable conversation while you're weight training. Save that shit for your rest. Push yourself. Try to lift heavier over time. Progressive overload is the key to getting that tone body that you're after. Hopefully that makes sense so far. Number three, blowout weekends. Now this usually happens in conjunction with, with other things, but basically what happens is you're all fired up. You're motivated to lose weight. You go on a strict diet Monday to Thursday, sometimes Monday to Friday and Friday night comes around and it's the weekend and you want to have a drink or two or three, and then you want to order pizza and you went over your calories. What do you do? Well, you went over your calories on Friday. So screw it on Saturday. I'm going to, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And I'm going to start the diet again on Monday. It is a very brief snapshot 
as to what happens to so many people because it's the weekend. And let me tell you this, I am more than guilty of this. And for myself, I know why. And for a lot of people, it's a lack of structure. The weekends in my house are, I don't have working hours. My kids are home. Sometimes we'll go out and do things. So there's not the same routine that I'm in Monday to Friday, but that doesn't mean I have to make poor eating choices or drinking choices for that matter, right? Your body's not taking a break because it's the weekend. I know mentally you're probably exhausted. You had a rough week. God knows you barely made it through, but it doesn't mean you need to resort to stuffing your face because it's Friday night or Saturday or both. So when it comes to the weekends, have some sort of a plan. Don't be so restrictive Monday to Thursday. You won't feel the need to eat all the foods you've been missing out on during the week because, I don't know, you want to have a cheat meal or some other shit. That's not the way to do it. Manage your calories throughout the week. Granted, you might have a couple days you go over, but how much are you going over? By 100, 200? Fine. 1,000? 2,500? Like, that's no bueno. No good. So keep control of your weekends. It doesn't have to be the same foods seven days a week. But when you're not as strict Monday to Thursday or Monday to Friday, you don't feel the need to be super, you know, the other end of the spectrum on the weekend. Control your weekends, control your average calorie intake. You're going to be just fine. Number four. Number four is not maybe not as common. It it it, it still exists, and I find maybe more so with with guys or certain age brackets or certain populations, but it's when you're focusing strictly on isolation training. Now, let me preface this by saying isolation training has its place. But if you're a parent and you're working or you're taking care of the kids or both, you don't have a lot of time in your hands, you do not need to spend time Let me rephrase that. You don't need to spend a full workout on your arms. Arm days are a thing of the past. Unless you're a bodybuilder, physique competitor, a body part split is not the way to do it. If you can honestly tell me that you have five days a week to train and it doesn't impact your family life, your nutrition, your work, any of that stuff, cool. It's still not going to be a body part split because that's not the most optimal way to train. If you're trying to lose body fat, which most people listening to this are, If you're not, that's cool too. Welcome. You're going to want to maximize the time in the gym. And again, most people I work with don't have an hour and a half to work out every single time they go to the gym or their home gym. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. You want to maximize the time you have. You want to maximize some of the calorie burn and, and get the most bang for your buck for the work that you're putting in because you only have limited time anyways. Compound movements are always going to be a better bet in terms of overall fat loss than isolation. Now, not to say you can't do isolation, but you you shouldn't have an arm day. And a, you, you definitely don't need a shoulder day. Do you feel like you need 30 to 40 to 60 minutes to work on your shoulders? Honestly, the answer is no. So instead, look for more of a compound-based approach, whether it's a full body split three days a week doing full body days with you know varying exercises each of those days. You don't do the same thing. If you have four days a week, upper lower splits are some of my favorites. That's a great way to stimulate major muscle groups throughout the entire week. You're not pushing to failure, not going too hard. You can still recover, but you're getting stronger by working those similar muscle groups over and over again over time. 
instead of spending an hour doing arms, an hour doing legs, an hour doing shoulders, an hour doing back, you don't need to work out like that. And if you like to do body part split, you can completely disregard what I'm telling you. But I'm saying for majority of people and those that I work with, you don't need it. It's not helping. Number five, too much cardio. Now, too much is, you know, is up to the person. But I'll also say that when I say too much cardio, it's mostly for the people who are relying strictly on cardio to lose weight. Cardio is a very inefficient way to to fat loss. You burn less and less calories the more you do it because your body adapts to the stimulus very easily. So if it takes you takes you 30 minutes to burn 100 calories, for example, it's going to take you 60 minutes to burn that same 100 calories over time because your body's adapting to the exercise. Also, you don't have a ton of time. Again, everyone's busy. I know you listening to this, you're busy. You got a lot on your plate. You're probably running it through a to-do list as you listen to this podcast. You don't need to be spending more time doing things that aren't helping. Cardio has its benefits. I'm not saying not to do cardio necessarily. I think walking is something that everybody should be doing more of because we're not doing enough of it. If you consider that cardio, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. I, I really don't care how you label it. What I what matters is you're you're getting up extra early to do faster cardio, which is proved to be bullshit in terms of helping you lose fat. Or you're spending an extra 30 minutes every single day at the gym doing extra cardio in attempts to burn fat. Cardio has its place. Doing cardio a couple times a week is, is great for your heart health. It helps your calorie burn, but it should not be the mainstay of your fat loss program. That's all I'm saying. You should spend most of your time getting stronger and controlling your calorie intake that you're not spending so much time at the gym or on the treadmill or whatever you're doing. If you like cardio, go ahead and do it. But just know that it's not a magic solution to fat loss. It's not. It's likely not your missing piece in, in why you haven't seen results yet. Number six. This one happens almost all the time. It's the all or nothing approach. Now, Typically what happens with the all or nothing approach is you feel like you can only do something a hundred percent and you have to be perfect all the time. But the second that you're not perfect, whether it's, you feel like it's having a cookie or you had to miss a workout, you feel like, holy shit, what did I just do? I'm going to lose all the results I've had so far. I might as well just quit now and you get frustrated and you give up. I can tell you this with hundred percent confidence. Not one of my clients has ever had a perfect journey. Not one. And I've had some incredible results come out of my roster. 70 pounds in 10 months, 25 pounds in 12, eating ice cream all the time. Go to my website and look through the testimonials. Not one of them was perfect. You know why? It doesn't exist. Perfection does not exist. When you tell yourself you're a perfectionist and you can only do all or nothing, you are creating the story for yourself. That's not true. You are not a perfectionist. You just, you, you give yourself an easy out. And this might be hard for some of you to hear, but when you tell yourself you're a perfectionist, you're just telling yourself a story that you can only follow through with something when it's hundred percent in your favor. And that's not life. There's not one day you've lived on this earth that have, has went hundred percent to your favor. Curveballs are always going to happen in your fat loss journey and your fitness journey. 
speed bumps are always going to happen. Shout out to my client, Larry. I'm using that analogy all the time now. The size of the speed bump is going to depend on what's happening, but you still have to go on your path. You're still on your journey, no matter how slow parts of it might be. You had six cookies yesterday. Well, shit, you overate by six cookies. Does that mean you have to give it all up because you had six cookies yesterday? Absolutely not. You missed a week of workouts. Maybe you got COVID. Maybe you just came down with a, a sickness. Maybe your kids are sick. It's one week of workouts. Did you lose? Did you gain all the weight from, from missing a week of workouts? No. So you're not going to lose all the weight from, from getting that week of workouts in either. Like it, it's never going to be all or nothing. What you need to do is find yourself a shade of gray. Apparently there are 50 of them. When someone goes in with an all or nothing approach, they end up with nothing at the end of the day. That's always how it is. Guess it's a generalization, but it's true. Because the chances of you getting it all are very, very slim. So just stay away from the all or nothing. Embrace the gray. Embrace the ups and the downs. And just know that if you keep showing up every day, even if you made mistakes, you're going to work towards the results. That's the biggest thing. Number seven. This kind of goes in line with number six. It goes in line with everything, really. It's a lack of consistency. Now, again, we're four four months into the year. You have to be honest with yourself. And here are the top two things to consider. Honestly, ask yourself if you've given it your best effort with your focus, your energy, and your time. Have you actually given it your best effort? Have you slacked off half the time? Have you purposefully skipped workouts? Have you purposefully know overeating your calories or not tracked your calories and have no idea how much you're eating or missed your protein didn't drink enough water didn't go to bed on time you see all these things that i'm listening here are you with me you have to be honest with yourself it's never just one thing when it comes down to your results it's the consistency of everything over time it's not the diet the training the cardio the supplements the hydration the sleep the stress it's all of those things (laughs) in combination right and if you're not taking care of yourself and not saying you have to be perfect. Again, it's not perfect. But if you're not taking care of half of those things I just listed, well, yeah, it, it, you're not being consistent. You're, you're not going to see the results that you want. Don't get frustrated. Just get to the root of the issue. If you know that it's sleep that you're lacking on because you're staying on your phone too late, tackle it head on. You're going to have to do things that make you uncomfortable to get the results you want. If you've never gotten to the body composition you want to get to, you're going to need to get uncomfortable to get there because what's been comfortable for you has led you to this point of being not happy with where you're at. That might sound harsh, but it's the truth. I'm I'm only here to help people. And I've worked with hundreds of people over the last six years and had some tough conversations. But at the end of the day, this is what it boils down to. Those that do the best are able to look at themselves in the mirror, sometimes with my help, and determine what needs work. Because you're going to have strengths and you're going to have weaknesses. You can't run from the weaknesses. That's not how this works. Because they all work together. If you're not sleeping, chances are you're not eating well. Chances are you're not training well. Chances are you're super stressed. If you're not hydrated, all that stuff's going to kind of feel even worse. See where I'm going with this? So consistency overall doesn't mean perfection. It just means showing up every day. Even if yesterday wasn't your best. We've got three more. Uh, I've got some heavy ones so far. 
getting out of the way. This one's overlooked, I think, by a lot of people. And it also doesn't apply to everyone, but it does apply to some. Not enough recovery. So I'm going to say that to say this. More workouts does not equal more fat loss. You do not have to train seven days a week, six days a week, even five days a week to lose body fat. And you're not making the journey harder or longer by taking days off. Train three days a week, four days a week, work hard, get strong over time. Don't waste time and look at your recovery. And when I say recovery, I mean recovery, like take a day, just go for a leisurely walk. Don't work out. Don't do cardio. Don't do abs. Don't do shit. Do some housework. I clean my basement here and there. I like to reorganize things to keep myself on my feet. But you have to give yourself some days off from the gym. Muscles will not grow if they're completely being beat up. They need rest. You need rest. Your central nervous system needs to recover. You are stressed out as it is. You're busy as it is. Adding in more workouts or more stress is not going to help you get to your goal faster. You need to take the time off to recover. And that way you have the longevity to be able to train long-term. What happens to a lot of people, they start off, they go hard six, seven days a week for a couple weeks. Then they get tired. They get burnt out. They're frustrated. Things aren't working the same. They quit. They can't keep it up. I can say with confidence, like I've never asked a client to do more than four days a week. Anything that they want to do more than four is optional. And I think I maybe have two people doing five day splits in the gym, but I think it's only one. And even then, the fifth day is a bonus. You need to allow for recovery. When you recover, your strength will improve. Your muscle gains will improve. Your lean body mass is improved hormone levels because you're not in a constant state of stress where your cortisol is through the roof. So bottom line is stop trying to outwork your diet and put your focus on the most efficient places. Two more. You ready for the last two? This one's one of my favorite. No awareness of calorie intake. Now, you do not have to count calories to lose weight, but it helps. The analogy I love to use, if you're on a road trip to somewhere you've never been, you need a map to get there. That's your calorie target and your protein target. You need to know how much food you're eating to know if you're in a deficit or in you know too aggressive of a deficit or, or too little of a deficit to head in the direction you want to head to. I've had clients before they were my clients gaining weight because they were eating all natural. They were eating clean foods, quote unquote, and they just assumed they'd be losing weight. What we did was once we took a look at their numbers, I had them input it all into my fitness pal. You know, they were overeating by a good 500 calories at a minimum. And they were shocked because the foods were quote unquote clean. They're all healthy foods. Well, yeah, that's fine. You can eat all the healthy foods, but you still have to be in a calorie deficit. You can gain body fat from healthy foods, nuts, olive oils, smoothies. Those can really boost your calories pretty damn quickly. So one of the biggest things you should do is be honest with yourself. Download my fitness pal or, or whatever food tracking app. I like my fitness pal is the easiest to me to use and be honest with yourself and track your food. Get it, get to know how much food you're actually eating. How many calories are in your favorite foods? Once you can build the awareness, you build the skills. 
it's so much easier. You don't look at it as a chore. You can play a numbers game if you're into that, but long-term you build the awareness and knowing how many calories roughly are in a plate of food. If you're getting enough protein when you're eating your food, all these sort of things play such a big role in your fat loss progress. And I promise you, you'll be surprised on how much you're actually eating or maybe not eating on a daily basis, but you need to know those numbers. It's such a big deal. Last one, number 10, focusing on the minutia. <laughs> I love that word. I mean, as an online coach, I'm on present on social media. I'm there every day, except I try not to be there on Sundays. I get questions and I see questions about faster fed cardio. You know, what fat burner should I take? Should I stop eating after six? Does intermittent fasting help me burn more fat? All of these questions mean nothing. If you have no idea how many calories you're eating in a day, if you're not training consistently, if you're not sleeping consistently, and if you're not managing your stress properly, none of these things help. Don't get me started on fat burners either. The, the journey to the body you want, the fitness level you want, whatever it is, doesn't have to be a big complicated thing. It might seem like this big mountain that you're like, you have no idea how to climb. And at some points, yeah, it might feel that way. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to the basics, really basic things getting stronger by consistently strength training, hitting a certain number of calories, getting enough protein, having adequate amount of water, sleeping consistently, managing your stress. And being physically active over time helps too, walking and that sort of thing. Once you get those things dialed in, you're not going to need to know any other questions like that. Fat burners, never. Stop eating after six? No, you don't have to. Intermittent fasting, burn more fat? No. Faster fed cardio, it literally doesn't matter. None cardio if you prefer. Meal timing, frequency, supplements, none of that means anything if you don't hone in on the big six, the consistent basics. Focus on how much you're eating, not what time you're eating. Get your workout in regardless of how your mood is or how busy your schedule is. If your motivation is low, that's fine. You're a disciplined individual now. You're going to get shit done regardless. Supplements, forget about it. The way you want to achieve the results that you've been striving for, that you've been dying to have, there, there's no hacks. There's no shortcuts. And everything I listed in this podcast today comes from people trying to create shortcuts. Cutting carbs too fast, doing a bunch of cardio, just different things like that, that might seem like it's going to help, but it really doesn't because you can do all the workouts you want. If you're eating too many calories, you're not losing fat and you can be in a calorie deficit all you want. But if you're not eating any carbohydrates and your training sucks and your sleep sucks and your stress sucks, you're going to have a rough time sticking to that long term. At the end of the day, sustainability is the key. If you can't keep up what you're currently doing, you're not going to keep doing it. It's plain and simple. And I'm not saying you have to track calories forever. I'm not saying you have to do the same program forever. What I'm saying is look past the next month, two months, three months. And, and this is hard for a lot of people. And I had a call today about it. Look at six months from now. Look at 12 months from now. Look at two years from now. What do you see for yourself? Write it down. Write down a vision. What do you want life to look like? Do you want to be dieting again? Do you want to be in this place of discomfort and feel like you, you need to lose fat again? Try another diet again. I can promise you no. Because if I 
pulled the last 10 people I talked to and go through my notes, actually, every single one of them have tried multiple diets before in the past and they don't work. The shortcuts don't work. The hacks don't work. Get yourself some consistency. Focus on the basics. If you still have no way of knowing what to do next or what the next step is, this is the next step. Click the link in the show notes and apply for coaching. I am only here to help guide you on a path that you want to go on anyways, but you've been unable to get there on your own. Take the leap. If not for nothing, you fill it out and you feel like we're not a good fit. That's totally fine. And if it's not me you like and you like other coaches, I suggest if you haven't gotten to where you want to go yet, invest in a coach. Coaches have coaches. I have a coach both for business and for fitness. There's nothing wrong with guidance. Because getting help for the next 6 to 12 months sure as hell beats frustration for the next 2 to 5 years. I can tell you that much. Take that. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you being here. If you like this episode, share this episode, tag some friends, send it to friends, leave me a rating, whatever you want to do. Thanks for being here. We'll see you in the next one.